0: It is Wednesday, May 10th, 2023, and you're listening to episode number 13 of This Ain't Iowa, volume two. I got to say, you look well-rested. Your beard looks ungroomed and grisly. uh, Not only did we take a a week off from our show, but you also have taken some time off from your beer engine. Uh, Clearly, you've just been fucking mountain manning it out there.
1: (laughs) Well, I did the groom
0: beard thing for a little while, but
1: it's like a beard's meant to be rugged. A beard's meant to be tough. A beard is meant to make you look like a hobo. In a good way.
0: Well, you you're know? nailing it. Uh,
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I uh, listen. I'm in the same boat. Let me. Uh, this is uh, bad for a podcast, but you and I are on video. So let me just show you. Ooh, take a take a look at these shorts I'm wearing. Hold on. You see these babies? Are they vintage or are they new? No. Uh, so these. Can you describe these at all? Can um, you can you see them well enough?
1: They're overly white. They've got the classic Simpsons donut and upside-down homer, just dancing all over them.
0: It's actually worse than that. They are. they're So, like, they're a pajama short. They're actually a very light pink. Oh. And as you said, they are covered in donuts and have upside-down homers on them. Now, this is... So, these happen to have been picked out for Father's Day last year by my youngest daughter. Uh, But this is the difference between being with somebody 10 years and maybe two or three years. Uh, Two or three years in, I don't care if a child picked them out, if they were my childhood favorite shorts, a gag gift from like somebody, they would have gotten a burn barrel. Like My wife would not have allowed them in the house. (laughs) Ten years in, she's like, listen, I'm not fucking you anyway, so wear whatever you want. I do not care. Uh, Go ahead, wear wear weird pink donut pants. I'll be asleep. Now, I'm Um, not a fashionista by
1: any... Stretch the imagination. Look at me, for fuck's sake. But can I give you one piece of advice? Please. Don't mix those pyjama shorts with those blue pills that you got from Kenny.
0: It's not going to work, buddy. <laughs> that's, what a nightmare uh, that would be. Uh, I mean, talk about just a guarantee of uh, of a hard no. Literally a hard no. Um, yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a good uh, that's a good one. Listen, yeah, so we were off last week. It felt nice. It felt nice to take a week off and kind of not care. Uh, it it that's, felt nice uh,
1: to take two weeks off, actually.
0: Yeah, oh, that's right, yeah, because we were already having our uh, our, our week off, but uh, I actually feel good about it, I feel good about coming back, uh, chatting with you about stuff, wanted to give a shout out, we had a couple heavy hitters join us, uh, find us and join us, first was Pierce Rugby, who we know because we had, uh, he's the only person that we ever did three shows with, none of which aired, we, uh, we had him on to discuss bronies, and uh, on three separate occasions, for some reason, the recording got fucked up, and by the time we finally got him on, he was so over it <laughs> that we really didn't capture the brony magic, but I still love that guy, and I'm glad he found us. Look, I'm well not um,
1: big yeah. into conspiracy theories, but just bear with me. Like you, you almost was big brony? You almost convinced me about um, JFK. Still not on board with that, that it's a mafia, but mm. bear with me. I think the reason those shit those shows didn't air isn't because of the bronies. The bronies are nice people. It was the clomper mafia.
0: Clompers, fucking clompers, yeah, yeah.
1: didn't want that shit to air. Didn't want their business to be put out there.
0: Meanwhile, like they need to pay attention. I'm pro clomper. Clomper <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> fucking bronies are the problem. If you're listen, if you get turned on by fucking ponies, that is not my issue. But I get it. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's the bronies that are just like, I'm just in it for the content. That's like when Troy used to sometimes just put on porn just to watch it. Yeah, and I'm like, what is happening in your life, dude? That's not right. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the other person that, uh, that checked in, and this was a big one. Formerly Bob in Vegas, now Bob in not Vegas. I believe he is living in, uh, uh, in the great state of Texas. Um, I reached out to him, as did, I think, uh, uh, Loves Panay, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody, one, one of us got a hold of him. He uh, he found the show again. He binged the first 12 episodes, like, in a couple days, which I do not recommend doing. But at least there were only 12, not 800. Um, and uh, and he's back. And I reached out to him privately because I would love to catch up with that guy. If uh, For those of you who don't remember Bob in Vegas, what, is the, what is the... Chinatown, of course, was, was the racist nickname that was based <laughs> on my racist dad. That, that came out of love, let's be honest. Well, well, he he was not offended by it, so no. I'm not offended by it. Uh, but uh, what, what, of course, is he most famous for, Tony?
1: Oh, I would say he's a generous gift giver, specifically sure. towards uh, the ladies that love to entertain us at the uh, Peppermint
0: Hippo. Well, absolutely that, but also the world of prostitution he was so knowledgeable about the, uh, the the greater uh whore experience and just not bashful about sharing no all of all of his wealth of knowledge about it didn't think it was weird at all and so i would love to kind of uh, kind of catch up with him see what the last 10 years have been uh, have meant to him um he he told me to give him a month, so he's on the clock. Bob, you're on, you're on the clock.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a guy that really embraced the whole lifestyle. It wasn't for him just an interaction. It wasn't something no. that was I don't even think it was something that was sexual to him. It was like it was this weird, I think it was a little sexual. Uh, yeah, just a little. Be, but it was it was this yeah. weird mix of business, pleasure, entertainment, and a lifestyle choice.
0: Well, I uh, the things I'll always remember about him. And one, uh, he he got he would get so mad if he felt we were doing doing it wrong. You know, we we went to a few brothels in our day over the, yeah. over, the over the Tycon uh, years, and he would get so mad. Like if we took the limo, those were a you know rigged and just all uh, he 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 really had some strong opinions on it. The second thing is, I don't think anyone has ever used in a one hour uh, podcast interview. I don't think anyone has ever said the words bareback blowjob. <laughs> More than Bob in Vegas. He was just really like that was a that was a big he was a big fan of the girlfriend experience for that uh, for that reason. So anyway, Bob uh, welcome, Pierce Rugby, welcome. I'm so glad to have you guys both here. Um Hey, oh here's a question before we get too okay. deep into the show. Did you get into the coronation this past week? Fuck no.
1: He's a fucking. Uh, you know king.
0: what? I was gonna bet you did. I was gonna no. bet you did.
1: We fucking hate that shit. We should be a republic. But they're on our money. But other than that, most Australians don't give a fuck. It was clogging up all our media feeds. It was just a menace. I fucking hate the royal family. Uh, the fact that they're more important because, like, they fucked each other 600 years ago because they're all cousins. That's why they've got that like huge chin and that bald head. Nothing wrong with bald head. Trust me. Yeah. Right. Um, I was going to say easy. <laughs> yeah. But no, they're, they're just a fucked up family who mean nothing. Um, they're really racist. Uh, they've kind of done fucked up thing in the not so distant past. Um, yeah. Like Prince Harry's the best of
0: a bad bunch, but I wish he would fuck off too. Um, you know what? Yeah. Let me ask you about that. What is, what are your thoughts with this whole like Harry and Megan, like press tour? Apparently they left the family, but also not really. And, uh, Uh, You know, they're on Oprah, they're fucking everywhere. What is uh, the book came out? What are your thoughts on that whole deal? (laughs) Um,
1: Good on them for making money. Good on them for annoying the fuck out of us. Because the more people that get in line in front of Harry for the throne, he's now like the ninth in line for the throne. The less relevant he becomes, the less time he's got to cash in. And let's be honest, he'll go the same way of his brother. They're attractive up until the age of 25, and then the looks go away, and then they've got nothing, no personality, no nothing. And as you fall down yeah. that, that rung, your power becomes less and less. Prince Andrew's found that. He's like 59th in line for the throne right now. Thank well, Christ, he also he's had a couple <laughs> of other problems. <laughs> well, isn't that a perfect example of
0: why they, they shouldn't exist? Well, we we don't need to argue about that. Of course they shouldn't exist. What I don't understand is, like, fucking just go with the flow, bro. Like, if you're hairy, just roll with it. Obviously they're racist. Look at your whole lineage. Yeah, they're going to be racist. You have a hot mixed race wife. Just that's just it's not your problem. Like, I feel like she really fucked this thing up. And maybe her principles were correct. I'm not going to, you know, deny her about that. But just live a great life. I'm the only person who seems to think there is nothing wrong with just living a very comfortable life in a completely fucked up situation, but just just roll with it. It's totally fine.
1: Yeah, what you're probably missing is it's not that comfortable in in regards to, if you can imagine what it's like for Brad Pitt, it's like that all the time for Prince Harry and he doesn't es- escape to make a movie. He can't drive anywhere. He can't go anywhere in Britain. Um, So he has to make his money like any royal split from the royal family before them in America. Uh, They have to marry somebody who is divisive. Thank Christ this time he's not a Nazi, unlike King George was. (laughs) So, hey, small blessings because it would be weird if he was
0: a Nazi. Uh, Can I tell you, yeah, can I tell you this is, listen, I'm going to tell you this story. This is not a story I'm very proud of, but this is a very real thought that I had. Uh, I'll only say it because I will never run for office or be offered Saturday night live. So I feel comfortable sharing this very embarrassing thought that I had one time.
1: Yeah. Cause if you were so, going to get offered Saturday night live, wait a f- few years, it's working out for Jim Brewer, like just being completely unused.
0: Yeah. And yeah he. Uh, that was tough. I liked Jim. I had met Jim a couple times and he was a different guy then, but anyway, regardless, uh, here we go. So, all right, so when the whole uh, Harry and Meghan thing started, like when he was dating, like I didn't know, I I didn't watch Suits or whatever fucking really? show she was on. I didn't know anything about Ma- Meghan Markle other than she was marrying uh, a prince, and I knew that she was biracial. Okay, and then like you know, as they were getting closer to the wedding, like there were all these stories coming out about how her dad was like a dicey person and had like kind of done like these sort of scammy things. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay. Um, and then they showed, I was watching some, I don't know, some news thing. And they showed a picture of her dad. And I thought, I didn't say this out loud, but this thought hit me. And for a brief moment, I was like, oh, he's the white one. And I was just, and then I immediately said, oh, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Like, that is so, that's so messed up. But in that moment, like it did. And I felt horrendous about it. But like, I guess just, you know, in my own closeted racist mind i was like that must be the the, the dad's the black guy the mom's the white guy i just always pictured it that way before i even knew he was scammy and then uh and then coming to that realization i'm like i need to start asking myself some real tough questions uh because that is not okay no it's not okay but do you think you're conditioned by the environment around you and I'm not That's what I'm going with. If I'm ever questioned by Congress, that's what I'm <laughs> going to say, that I was conditioned by the environment. But
1: the environment I'm specifically referencing is the world of porn. I think we get reinforced this wow.
0: stereotype. Well no, that's a turn, left turn that I'm not going to say to Congress, but okay. Well, come on. Well, How often do you see those roles reversed? Is there even like an acronym for that? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Porn is really there was a there was a great bit by uh, in the last Netflix special by Andrew Santino. Uh, I recommend you watch it. I like that guy a lot. But he actually said porn is like the last bastion where like political correctness just does not exist. Yep. Uh, there's no and there's not even an attempt to clean it up. Like it's the only place they're not like, you know, you know, you uh, uh, undereducated, um, you know, whatever, promiscuous female, uh, seeks, uh, interracial. It's like, no, it's like drunk cum slut wants to fuck big black cock and it's fine. Like every word you're not allowed to say in mainstream society is completely fine. It's a, it's a searchable category in porn. Absolutely.
1: Uh, Except if you're in Utah. Because in Utah, you have to give over your passport, your driver's license, and your kidney to get access to um, porn sites these days. Did you know about that? that uh, no, I was not. Okay, I, so, I don't
0: go to Utah for lots of reasons, but that apparently should be one of them.
1: Yeah, just hop across the border, and as soon as you're in Utah, and if you go to Pornhub, there on pops a porn actress fully clothed saying, you are currently in Utah. We do not supply our porn to Utah because of this new law. And, um, yeah, they, they don't go on to say you'll need a VPN, but that's, that's sort of implied that you need a VPN to get around it. But, yeah, Utah has extremely strict laws where you have to give over a government-issued ID to access porn or just get a VPN.
0: Yeah, that's insane. No one's doing that. That's... Uh how is How's anybody still living there? That's an insane law. I know. Anyway, I'm not going to. Yeah. Come on. This is a state that um,
1: is sort of, well, along with Arizona, sort of the breeding ground for like that fundamentalist Mormon, like sister wives stuff.
0: I'm a, I mean, I'm aware, but Jesus Christ. Uh, all right. Well, that's good. Good to know. And that also explains why spoons moved to Mesquite.
1: Yes, mesquite is a huge uh, upgrade it, over anywhere in Utah by the sounds of it. boy,
0: mesquite—it's actually mandatory in mesquite. You have to <laughs> check into Pornhub, or they—they uh, they send the cops to do a wellness check. Um, I had a couple of that, interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, go. Now, Troy was known
1: to put you onto some avant-garde sites when um, mm. Pornhub was was doing its thing. He was not really a a Pornhub guy. He was a huge. Yuji's guy, if
0: I remember. Yuji's, sure. Yeah, he was big on Yuji's, absolutely.
1: Now, to me, Pornhub have become like the Google of, of porn. They are sort of the 100-pound gorilla. Do you ever venture off into the Bing of porn these days, whether it be Yuji's
0: or somebody else? I never do. I I rare, rarely do. I've, I'm actually watching a little less porn lately because it's uh, – you. you you, you hit. Uh, I mean, I still listen. I still do it because you have to. I'm not I'm not here to preach to anything. But I will say when you reach a certain age and you don't like you don't need it as much. And then also like it's tinged by the fact that I have daughters. I can't deny that that's like part of it. Um, I Just kind of get a little less into that. World. That being said, uh, I uh, yeah, I if, if I if, if you need to get the poison out, I get it. I'm I'm not like uh, that weird doctor that we had on. who's like you know, hey, don't jerk off. Um, I, uh, I I I I've certainly familiarized myself with Pornhub, and every now and then, I will go to Youjizz. And uh, just and, and and it does it does seem to be a little skankier there that that homepage <laughs> does seem to be a little more troublesome. Uh, the one place I do not go anymore, which I cannot deny, I uh, for a while I was going to. guess her muff. Uh, I don't mess with guess exist? her muff anymore. I Listen, I'm not going to find out. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's it's a whole thing. My guess is it's around if you really want to guess muffs. You can probably do it.
1: Hey, we made hours uh, of content for this show. The first God When you're
0: doing, that's why the current format is so much better than the old format. Because yeah. uh, I have a week, two weeks this past, you know, to to you know to live a life and come up with some shit to talk about. When you're doing it three times a week, you're like, I don't know. You want to look at a porn site and guess what ladies' snatches are going to look like? Yeah, might as well. We got to do this. We got to do something for an hour. Um, that was that was. Those were the days um do you miss them so i had it sometimes sometimes but also not really uh it's uh, it feels good to uh to just live a normal <laughs> life uh although even in my normal life weird shit happens uh here's a couple of things that happened over uh, over this past week that we were gone um both of them involve my wife uh the first one is so she she is uh, she works in the nonprofit world. She plans events for the nonprofit world, and she works for an organization here that provides services uh, to people and families affected by autism. And so, a couple weeks ago, they did a five k right to raise money. It was a really cool event. It was over here at Town Square, which is a, a, a kind of a nice uh, a nice uh, community uh, part of town, shopping area, restaurants. It's kind yep. of a cool place. And Yeah, it does have a border. Well, actually, I don't even think it has a borders anymore. But it did last time you were here. There was a Borders, and Uh, I don't know that people uh, go to a bookstore.
1: Location of the Container
0: Store wasn't it for Du Diaries? Oh, absolutely, the Container Store was there. Uh, Always so used to be where I worked. Oh yeah, Uh, where you uh, got uh, that organization where I also got fired from? Yep, that's uh, sadly they uh, they're no longer in that location. A Lot of memories. Yeah, A lot of memories. Boy, oh boy. But uh, anyway, so so she's you know. We're always looking for shit to do to tire our kids out. So I'm like, all right, sign us up for this 5K. We'll go. I don't know that we'll actually end up running it. Uh, It turns out we did end up running it, and my fucking kids literally wanted to run it. And I'm like, you guys can't. Dad's not equipped to run. Like, you guys got to calm the fuck down. Yep. Uh, But we made it anyway. We all finished. But uh, there was an interesting moment. So you know, beforehand, about a half, we got there about a half hour early, and you know, there were all these little like booths and stands passing out stuff and you know, giving information, and there was a stage, and there was like a, you know, an MC was kind of uh, playing music and getting, trying to get people pumped up, and at one point, about 15 minutes before the show starts, uh, the race starts, I mean, he's like, all right, well, we got a, uh, we got a request for a song, so we're gonna play it, it's Third Eye Blind, Semi-Charmed Life, oh, and I'm like, wow. and I was like, that's interesting, because, I mean, this is obviously, it's for full families. My kids are there. There's a million kids there. And I don't know if you guys remember the song, Semi-Charmed Life. It's a little bit dicey. Like, they they played it on the radio because it had, like, a real pop music vibe to it. But it's a very dark song. I think the first bar has the words crystal meth in it, and she goes down on me. Like, there's some... <laughs> There's some racy lyrics. So they start playing it. And not only did they start playing it, this guy grabs the mic and starts singing it oh, loud no. into a microphone in front of families. And I'm just looking around like, is anybody else hearing this? This is fucked up. And then it occurred to me, I'm like, oh, autism. Like it, it hit yep. me like a wave. I'm like, this is like, this is a guy who's on the spectrum. This song means something to him. This is a huge yep. moment for this young man. Uh, we're at an autism, you know, fundraiser. There's gonna be some awkward moments. <laughs> Let this kid have his thing. But I just, I love the fact that you know, one of the one of the big symptoms of autism, of course, is right. They, it's kind of like that OCD. They get hyper focused on a on a few different things. And I just love like this guy's thing was fucking third eye blind. And I'm like, I actually kind of love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy might be my favorite. And couldn't be in a better place because,
1: like. Everybody else that's on the spectrum there is probably oblivious to us because they, they're missing the social cues there that uh, sure. most of us in the 90s got wrapped up with because that's what I was going to say. I'm now aware of what that song means, but in the 90s, I had no right. fucking idea. Uh, because you're just, Yeah, you're just
0: yelling out a yeah. song about crystal meth, of course. Yeah. yeah,
1: there were a lot of songs about crystal meth in the 90s. <laughs> I was aware of a few others that were as dicey that were a little bit more explicit. For whatever reason, that one I didn't sort of um, click to until a much later period in my life. And it's like, oh, that song's fucked up. There's a lot yeah, of songs that are truly fucked up, but but that one's pretty fucked up.
0: Yeah, that one was great. Um, so the following night, which is a Sunday. Now, I almost never do anything on a Sunday, but I was all excited because... Uh, John Mulaney was in town, and he was doing some shows, some live shows, uh, literally right before his special. His special was going to come out on the following Tuesday on Netflix, and he was doing like his last block of shows, live shows, before the special. And so I got excited, and I just went on, and I, uh, you know, I, I clicked through the dates without even really paying attention to what the dates were, and I found the the the, the night that had the best seats, and I grabbed them, and it turned out it was a Sunday. And I was like, oh fuck. Cause you know, I'm at a weird age where I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do anything on a Sunday. I can't I you can't just sit at home all day on a Sunday and then suddenly like get myself revved up to 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 go to the fucking win. Um, but I, I decided to do it. I, I got a buddy of mine and we went down, watched the the John Mullaney uh live show, which was it was really good. If you haven't seen the special, I recommend it. It's called Baby Jay. He goes all into talking about his addiction and uh, um, you know, everything. I don't know. Did you, have you checked it out? By no, chance? I haven't. Tom?
1: I haven't, I haven't checked it out yet. It's, it's on a, a list with a couple of others that I need to check out. So
0: yeah, it's, uh, it, anyway, it's very good. He's, you know, uh, he got away with it for so long. Cause you look at that guy and you're like, that yes. guy is definitely not addicted to cocaine. Like, of course he's the most like nerdy straight edge guy ever. And he, because everybody looked at him and said that the guy was a drug addict for like 20 years. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, it's actually really, really good. And he's, uh, he's very open about it. And, uh, anyway, I recommend it. So but but the funny thing is after the show um you know we drive back and I come home and obviously my wife had stayed home with uh, with our girls and I walk into the kitchen and all over the kitchen counter was a hellscape of Taco Bell everywhere <laughs> I will say before I left to go to the show we had dinner together as a family and I came back, and there was just Taco Bell everywhere. Now I have to tell you this about my wife. Now, uh, you know, people who are married, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you know, maybe you know the feeling of like you're you're in bed sleeping and or falling asleep, and you look over, and your partner is like feverishly looking at their phone. You know what I mean? And maybe they're doing something diabolical. Right. Maybe they're checking out you Maybe they're texting a, another person. Maybe they're having an affair. Who knows what's going on? I know what's going on with my wife. She is creating fantasy Grubhub carts from Taco Bell of what she wishes she were ordering on any <laughs> given night. And I mean, they are extent $30, $40 carts. Just very extensive. But she never actually orders them. Right? It's just, normally. It's, it, yeah, normally. She doesn't actually order them. It's just like it's a thing for her. Like she's craving it, and so she wants to live out the fantasy of like she's going to order it. But she doesn't order it. Well, apparently on this night, there was nobody to be like, ah, maybe we don't do it. Uh, and she ordered it. And <laughs> there were several things. Nothing was put away. It was just all out, scattered about the counter. Like, three bites from each item were taken out, and the rest of it was just laying there. And I was just like, what the fuck happened? Uh, now, on the plus side, I was actually a little bit happy, because I got myself a little bedtime <laughs> snack. I got to polish off all the uneaten food, which is my uh, my role as a father. Uh, but uh, But, yeah, so I have to ask you, Tony, do you ever have these moments where like maybe you don't actually do it but you're maybe you're a little tipsy it's getting late and you start thinking to yourself oh man I would order the shit out of some xyz do you have like your fantasy drunk food
1: well mainly cuz it's um where i live we don't have any literally any other than pizza like fantasy like places to order from if i was at next town over i could get mcdonald's wow but Nice. There's literally nothing here. So when I go to Melbourne, I actually indulge. I actually lash out like your wife. I overorder. Uh, I throw out a bunch of shit. The hotel trash is just like four fifths like uneaten food. Even in the old what are we, days. What like, are you
0: talking about? Give me a give me a rundown. What are we talking about? What's like the overall order of My guilty look like?
1: pleasure is Korean yep. chicken. You are you familiar okay. with like Korean snow yeah, chicken? Sure. Um, all the variations of Korean chicken. And they don't come in like a reasonable amount, like a half a pound. They're always like a full pound or 500 grams in Australia, a ridiculous amount of chicken. But I want multiple flavours, so I'm going to order two kilos worth of chicken just so I can get (laughs) one of each piece, and they're not that big a piece. It's just ridiculous. And then I think, oh, man... I really want to try out that Philly cheese because I know the guy that makes them came from Philly and he actually got somebody to make decent hoagie rolls to do the Philly cheese. So I'm going to order that as well. And that's always good, even when it's cold. That's delicious. And then I think oh, I need dumplings because we don't have dumplings in Mafra. going to order dumplings Christ. as well? Oh, I like normally this is spread over a couple of nights. Don't get me wrong, but like, yeah, like I'd don't like to eat out in Melbourne these days when I can just get Uber Eats or Grubhub or uh, Postmates, um, and it's just so available. It's like I can eat like a pig, shirtless, in my hotel room um, and just make a mess of myself and just destroy it, and I know the maid will be there to clean it up. I know in, in your case you were the maid and you had to clean up and you were yeah, that was also me. That the counsellor um as well as she, as she, as she came out of this death spiral and on the plus side a lot of this food is great for soaking up a hell of a lot of booze i'm not sure whether your wife had a couple of sips of wine i know she used to be a, an uh, occasional wine just, drinker let's
0: just say maybe let's say maybe
1: <laughs> yeah so if you're indulging yeah i get it and it's not like I sit on the app beforehand and think for hours. I'm like that impulsive shopper that sees things right there and then and Then and I'm going to order stuff straight away. I don't dream about food when I go down. Um, there's no place in Melbourne that I think, oh, I've got to hit that up while I'm here. It's just like I know hmm. I'm going to find something good and I know I'm going to over order and I know I'm going to overeat at the same time and I know I'm going to waste a shit ton of money but I don't give a
0: fuck. And I'm single, so. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Who cares if you take a ridiculous shit in the morning it's, or in the middle of the night? That's your business. Uh, I have to say, though, that is that is the right way to go. Every time we travel, we always have this fantasy of, like, we're going to get up. We're going to order room service. We're just going to eat in bed. It's going to be great. I got to tell you something. I don't know what's going on with room service. They are fucking ridiculous. One day I actually did it. We were on a vacation, uh, staycation actually, and I'm like, I don't care what it costs, I'm ordering it, and we ended up ordering like two breakfasts, and it was $60, and it doesn't matter that like, okay, I have $60, the fucking balls it takes yep. to charge $60 for like two plates of eggs and coffee, fruit, like you... You motherfuckers! <laughs> yeah. Like there, there's just there's a there's a mental block there that just really bothers me. So I actually respect your way of doing it, which is like I'm just going to get it from a, an outside restaurant, cost me less money, going to taste better, and I'm going to destroy this hotel room.
1: And breakfast is the perfect time to do it. Like. You know, when if you're staying in a hotel, I you're probably a little different. You've spent years and years on the road and you probably get a True. decent night's sleep. But I'm often awake at, at five o'clock in the morning. You peruse your order then, you set your alarm for seven o'clock, you put in your order, it'll be at your door by eight eight thirty if it's if it's a weekend where it's busy. It's it comes at a decent time. The food is so much better quality. I've I've deliberately ordered breakfast from um, Postmates. Um, and I tell you what, bagels are so much better from dedicated bagel shops than they are from a fucking hotel where they've been made up the day before. You get decent clocks okay, on the bagel. Because um, you know how much I love good bagel. Um, and staying in the area I was the other week, which is the um, Hasidic Jew part of Melbourne, they have great bagels shit yeah there's nothing and that's what takes me back to going back to melbourne and stuff when you're like eight nine o'clock at night it's pitch black and the hasidic jews are getting around melbourne it just takes me to a place like i live in a place that is so white so like monoculture it's just great to get out into that i know vegas um is a vibrant place but it doesn't have sort of that ethnic community outside of the Latin community really, does it? Doesn't have a little Italy, doesn't have uh True. Chinatown, other than Bob, but he's now in it, Texas. Does, it
0: does have a chi- It does have a Chinatown. Yes, oh. but uh you're right. It doesn't it's not as uh, as diverse. It's there's pockets, but there's yep. not like huge communities uh like like you what you're describing. But alright, alright. Well that makes uh listen, that makes sense. It's also now fucking now that you told me your order, I'm a little horrified to continue with this conversation. <laughs> right, what flavor, what, what flavors of Korean fried chicken are we talking about? Though? Give I, me, I, give me, give me like a top three.
1: I like the snow chicken, which is like that. It's a weird cheese mixture. Sweet cheese thing. It's really weird. All right.
0: I have no idea what you're even talking about with that. That is a nightmare. That sounds I'll, like I'll look a nightmare. it up while we're going. And I love um, cheese.
1: Um, Honey soy and sweet chili okay. uh, are my okay. go-tos. I know they're the bog standard flavors, but they're,
0: they're what I go to, and it's got to have daikon on the side. Obviously. What, is this your first day? You're not yeah. going to get daikon, radish. And you've and um, got to
1: get some milkus there as well. Um, so I'm sorry? Milkus. It's a Korean um, soft drink. Uh, it's, so, it, it, it's a mm. white milky substance that's carbonated. Look it up, Milkus. Uh, I'd rather me, not. No, I feel trust like, me, you can look it up want me to in go into,
0: You want me to go to Uges? You want me to go to Uges and type in Milkus? Because yeah. I bet something will come up. Oh, I bet you something will. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I, I think it's got... It just says, our, I've looked up Snow Chicken, um, and it doesn't actually tell me what it is. It just uh, gives me a picture, and it's delightful. Um, okay.
0: Snow, right, well,
1: snow cheese chicken powder.
0: Well, these Koreans. The description just, is actually worse than yeah. uh, than when you just called it snow chicken. I know, uh, which almost sounds like doesn't snow chicken sound like it could be a racial slur, like people from fucking <laughs> Norway or something like? That? <laughs> they <deserve laughs> Call them snow a chickens. Slur. Yeah, 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 they've they've gotten away with it for too long. Those fucking snow chickens. Um, <laughs> You know what I started watching on uh, on Netflix? Uh, this is how you know you're almost to the end of Netflix, is I started watching Hoarders.
1: Is that on uh, Netflix? Shit.
0: They, they put a few seasons on, on Netflix. And uh, they're old. They're old, you know, whatever. And uh, I gotta tell you, man, that is a there's a level of disturbance um, associated with it. Now, I'm not the neatest guy. Lord knows, but there is such a conscious decision that you have made to get to the hoarders level. You know what it reminds me of? Like, listen, you or I, uh, we're we're not exactly the most fit people in the world. But even even with you know. if i even if uh, even if i did just not give a shit at all like this is what i look like with some effort which is still not great but uh, there was there were many years especially when i was doing stand up and i was you know i would eat late and i and i'd be drinking and i was certainly was not going to any kind of gym and i was driving long distances so like i was sitting even then at my least healthy i i mean i was just like a regular fat guy. Then you watch these like shows like 600 pound life and you realize like it takes a tremendous amount of effort. You cannot accidentally weigh yep. 600 pounds. Like you have to, that is a full time fucking job. It's hard to do. And I feel that way. Weirdly. I think both those shows are on the same network. So <laughs> do what you will about that fucking learning channel or whatever they're on. But there is such a, a, a dedication being disgusting in both of those shows that is uh, it's beyond me.
1: Yeah, the hardest thing I I get there's the effort there I understand. There's a there's a conscious decision to hold on to everything and everything has importance. But the like my six hundred pound life thing, it's like how do you stop being able to walk? Like when that becomes a struggle to the point where, hey, look, I, I used to really struggle. I, I wouldn't have been able to do a couple of Ks back in the day. Now I can knock out five or six K without a, without a problem. But, like, there was a guy I was watching on TikTok. He was starting his journey. He was, his goal for the day was to be able to stand up without putting his hands on his hips for a minute and a half like how yeah. do you get that unfit like how like you talk about my my um delivery food order that must be a full-time lifestyle choice for him but even then door. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's got to be these expensive
0: yeah yeah, to be expensive these people aren't cooking they're not no. making themselves fresh meals like all of their meals are are coming in a fast food bag and You're burning yeah too many fast calories. food is cheap cuz it's Yeah, fast food is cheap and calorically dense, but it's still you're eating that much of it. Uh, It's that shit's got to add up Uh, that, by the way, that always drives me nuts when people are that unhealthy that they're like, I gave up Mountain Dew and I lost 75 pounds. I'm like, fuck you, man. Like, I haven't had a Mountain Dew since I was 16 years old. And I still look pretty shitty. Uh, you all you did was stand up for ninety seconds and give up Mountain Dew, and now you're down a hundred pounds. <laughs> like, your life is a nightmare to me. But I do have to say, you know, you were mentioning uh, about the hoarder thing. Every now and then, especially ever since I watched the series, like I'll I'll catch myself like for some reason I insist on saving plastic bags. So, like, if I go to Target or something like that and, and, you know, put my shit, and I try not to get as many bags as I used to, but I'm also not going to be the guy that walks around with a canvas bag. Like, unless my wife's with me, I'm not bringing my own bag. Well, in Australia,
1: we have to, otherwise we get charged for that shit. Each store charges I get a fee. It.
0: So. And I almost wish they would do it because then I, I could justify it in my head, but I, I don't do it. But I also don't feel right about just throwing the plastic bags away. So I just put them under the sink and sometimes, you know, whatever, I'll reuse them. Like, you know, we have, we have a dog, so I'll pick up dog shit in a plastic bag. And in my mind, I'm like, see, I'm, I'm, this is not, but I, there's, I'm not keeping up with the, with the amount of like, I have so many more bags than I do dog shit to pick up.
1: You need more, uh, more dogs. That's a simple answer yeah.
0: to this, this and dilemma that you're in.
1: You need more dog shit. You need more, see, start feeding your dog a hundred percent cheese diet. You'll be
0: fine i some snow fun. chicken. Um, I uh, also oh, like chicken. in my garage right now are still like four albums full of baseball cards from my youth. I these fucking things. I packed them in a box, drove them from Arizona to New York, from New York to Las Vegas and to four different houses or however many I've lived in. In Las Vegas, and they're still in my garage, and they're worthless. They're all garbage. Even if they were in mint condition, they'd still be garbage. And believe me, they are not in mint condition. And I just there's something in my head that won't let me just throw them away. So on some level, I I I I I fear like the like the disease is in me now. I, I don't know. I don't know that I could ever get to that point, but it's. How did these people get to that point? At some point, they were just like, oh, I don't want to throw out these takeout containers. I can use them again to store something else. And then suddenly there's 3 million of them and you're, you're sitting on a pile of trash instead of a couch. Well, I think we all have that
1: fear of becoming hoarders. Now, not everybody does become a hoarder, but I think everybody's got the potential to become a hoarder. And that's what makes hoarding so scary. Like you, you buy something at a store and you do have to hold onto a box for a couple of weeks especially if it's an electrical item. You never know if if it blows up in the first two weeks, that's when it's going to blow up. But then you forget about that box and two years later you find that box and you think, why the fuck was I hoarding this box? You weren't hoarding the box. You were keeping it for a reasonable amount of time and you forgot about it. It's so easy to do that and have stuff pile up. And the normal human being response is to get rid of that shit. There's no emotional attachment to any of this trash. There should be no emotional attachment to those cards. Do you even know what your top five cards are in that, in those thousands of cards that you've got in your garage?
0: My, probably my most, my, I actually do know the the one card that at that time was worth the most. Uh, it was a Frank Thomas rookie card. He was still wearing like my his buddy, Auburn Frank. Tigers. Yep. Yes, you you know all about Frank. You you almost died right in front of his Bentley. Um, but uh, yeah, So uh, also my buddy Frank. You and yeah. We've had a lot of interactions with Frank Thomas. We have. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, it was a, he was wearing like his college jersey, his Auburn Tigers jersey, and at the time it was worth. I don't know, maybe $4. And the reason I remember it was worth around $4 is because I looked it up in like a, uh, you know, one of those books that tells you how much cards are worth. And then in a ballpoint pen, I wrote $4 on the back of the card, instantly guaranteeing that it was worth not $4. Um And Whatever. I mean, there might be some other things that were worth something, but they were so mass produced at that time that none of those cards are really worth all that much money. And then I was such like a little fucking lonely OCD kid. I used to put all my cards in giant paper bags, shake them up just so I could organize them. So every corner's bent. They're all fucking... Listen, my childhood wasn't terrific, so we all just get through however we can. Mine was organizing baseball cards by team and then by position, and we all just figure our way out through this life. Yeah, and I had to shake and bake it. I don't know why I decided I had to shake and bake it, but that was part of it for me. Um, So yeah, they're all garbage. My point is they're all garbage. Throw them in the garbage. But no, I can't seem to just get myself to do it.
1: Yeah, I get it with baseball cards because you, you you shake and bake them. But what's what's the obsession? Like if you were to throw out a handful of plastic bags, what damage are you doing to the environment? Nothing. If they don't
0: have dog poop in them? Exactly. Filling a bag with dog shit does not make it less harmful to the environment. It's the same goddamn bag. I know, Tony. You're not. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. I'm telling you, there's a weird mental block in my head where if I just take plastic bags and throw them in the trash, I'm being a terrible person. I've already messed up. I already accepted the bag. I own them. The bag, what if I die with them in my cabinet somehow? (laughs) Like, they're not going to go to landfill? Like, it's all trash. Yep. Anyway, you got me worked up. Uh, I've listen. got you worked oh, up. You started this topic. I don't I wish know I how did. long to
1: blame for the fact that you're worried about becoming a hoarder, quite rightfully by the sounds of it. Sounds like it starts <laughs> with, with plastic bags and it ends with cat food. I know you don't have any cats. That's not the point. It always ends in cat food.
0: Uh, if there's anything we can take away from this conversation, what I'm hoarding is childhood trauma. Uh, <laughs> All right, listen, I uh, I wanted to, uh, to wrap up tonight with... Uh, this is actually a combo. This is a combo, Brian, embarrassing story, and TAI memory. Uh, somebody wrote in and said they wanted me to tell the story. This is a deep cut. Uh, it has to do with my very first day working at Don Best Sports, where I would ultimately meet oh, yes. uh, Tommy Dutch. Now, uh, of my many neuroses, one of them is being late. I... Refuse to be late for anything. I am uncomfortably early to almost everything.
1: Including and then when today's you comp- recording of this podcast.
0: Yeah, I, I did. I, I showed up and here you are walking or the... Uh, mm. <laughs> limping around your room and I'm just staring at you <laughs> like a fucking weirdo until you got to the microphone. I, uh, I am uncomfortably early to things. Um, very punctual, ladies, if that turns you on. That's my uh, greatest trait. So I am... Um, And if you compound that with something like uh, a first day of work, something that's very important, you can almost guarantee it's going to be too early. So I I get this job working for Don Best. And this is pre-cell phone days. There were no fucking, you know, Google Maps where you just pop it into your phone. You know exactly how long it's going to take. Did you map quest it? I map quested it. Fucking A, I sure did. I map quested it. And I gave myself an absurd amount of time. To get there, so I, I end up driving, and I am at this office a solid hour too early. Um, and it's not like you can just go in and and like hang out, like you know. It was based on you start times for games. I was already doing like the earliest game, so and none of these supervisors were going to get there until like twenty minutes before the game started. So here I am, an hour early, sitting in a parking lot, and I'm like, well, all right, well, whatever. I'm going to go down to the convenience store, and I'm going to get myself like a big coffee. You know, and, and so I I'm dressed like I don't know how to dress for a job like this. So I'm wearing like khakis and a polo shirt. Uh, and uh, and I go and I get my big coffee and I'm just sitting in my car listening to satellite radio, drinking this big coffee. And, um, you know, I start getting some rumbling in my tummy and I'm like, OK, got a little, you know, at this point, it's maybe it's about 10 minutes before, you know, I'm supposed to to go in. And I'm like, all right, got get a little bit of gas out. Well, apparently I had had a little bit too much hot coffee on an empty stomach, and that uh, fart ended up being a shart, and it was a damaging one. Like, it, it was more than you would expect it to be, so I immediately go into full- fucking panic mode it's now i i was just been sitting around for 50 minutes i now have 10 minutes before i have to go in and i have a pants full of shit so i immediately freak out like i you know i i I drive to some like you know back like some office complex that was not open and i like you know take off my my boxers and i throw them in uh you know in, in in the plants that's always what you do you immediately discard you know and i'm like but i still gotta figure something out like i like it had, the just the drive to that place, you know, had allowed a little bit of seepage, so like and I'm wearing fucking khakis. So there was a there was a little bit of a stain. And so like I start freaking out and I'm like what am I going to do? And so there was there were you know no clothing stores around. So I'm like, well, there's a grocery store. So I go to the grocery store cuz sometimes at a grocery store they'll have like you yeah, know like will. hey, it's the beginning of summer. Here's like some yep. fucking uh, swimsuits or something. I'm like, let me, there has to be some kind of fabric. I start walking around. There's nothing. There's no fabric. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I end up buying a, uh, a roll of paper towel and a bottle of Febreze. And I go into the bathroom of the grocery store, take off my pants. I'm wearing no underwear. So I'm now nude. I'm nude in a grocery store. Bathroom, not just like in the produce <laughs> aisle or anything. I'm completely bottomless. I'm Winnie the Poohing it <laughs> in a, uh, in a grocery store bathroom, just emptying a bottle of Febreze and trying to scrub everything out. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I, I try to hitch, uh, you know, I, I gotta put the pants back on. Uh, so I have to hitch them up really high and then I pull my polo as low as it'll go. So hopefully I get like some solid butt coverage from the, the, the small stain and, now I just smell like a bottle of Febreze which is not 100% better than shit. I and think I think it to is 100% go. better.
1: It doesn't <laughs>
0: mask That is true. The
1: problems. I think everybody knows what's going on right there and then, but I would rather smell Febreze than shit. Just, yeah, no, it, it, it was
0: it was the I mean it was the right move. I made the right move. But uh, but yeah, so I then essentially had to just go through my entire first day of work and by the way like you know we were we were like learning how to cover you know sports so i i had to like sit next to another person very close as we look at monitors together and they're showing me how to like fucking enter stuff i just had to sit there for like 4 or 5 hours no underwear in in pants with shit remnants on it and, uh, and that was my first day of work <laughs> uh, at, uh, at, at Don Best Sports. So uh, there you go. That is my uh, embarrassing moments and the TAI memory for the week. Uh, and I think, uh, I think, Tony, that is all I have. Uh, anything else you need to cover before we wrap it up?
1: Well, I was just wondering whether you caught the Formula One race this week. Of course, Vegas during Thanksgiving is having uh, a Formula One race. I wonder if you caught this week's race considering it's in a state that um, you're familiar with, perhaps not the area, I don't know where your dad lives in Florida, but he he was down there for some time, um, happened this week to mix reviews, and I know around Thanksgiving is going to be a mess in Vegas as the, uh, the track blocks off <laughs> Las Vegas yeah. Boulevard and a whole bunch of other roads on the eastern so- part of town.
0: I did not watch the race, and uh, I'll uh, I'll go uh, another step further. I've never watched one race, ever. I've never seen a Formula One race. I know what it is. Uh, that's as far as it goes. I don't, uh, I mean, listen, people are losing their fucking mind about it. Tickets are insanely expensive, yeah. so clearly there's a market for it, and, you know, God bless. I do not understand why it needed to be on Las Vegas Boulevard. That to me like uh, in theory sounds really cool but in practice sounds like a fucking nightmare um, but uh, but yeah I, I did not watch that race. I'm not gonna watch the Las Vegas race and I'm now apparently I'm not even gonna be there uh, be able to go to the strip for the next 11 months because everything is just a catastrophe. just leaving the win. After that John Mulaney show, before I came to, to Taco Bell hell, uh, <laughs> it took I mean, what what should have been a, a 20 minute ride was easily 45 minutes, uh, you know, 25 of which was just getting out of that whole area because everything's fucking shut down. And I just, you know, listen. Enjoy it if it's your thing. I hope you have the best time. I hope you leave a lot of money here so I don't have. I can continue to not pay state taxes. But that is a uh, that seems like maybe a bit of a stumble.
1: Well, you say you've gotten to the bottom of Netflix. You haven't got there yet, buddy, because you haven't done Drive to Survive. I'm yeah. not saying you have to watch a race, but it is the sports drama that every other like marginal sport. Uh, and I say marginal sport. Formula One was a niche sport. Um, now, because of Drive to Survive, it's, it's gained some prominence. But I know like marginal sports like golf and tennis um, have got their own series based on it, um, trying to dramatise the series. Um, I actually watched... Checking out Drive to Survive, it is a really outstanding show. It's not really a car show. It is more like the hills for Formula One, if you're familiar with that. Deep pull from reality TV.
0: (laughs) Fucking of course I am. Now you're speaking my language.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, Uh, check out Drive to Survive. Uh, That's my Netflix recommendation. Sit down with your mm -hmm. wife. Lose two episodes worth if it's not your thing after that. Fair enough. But start start with series. Maybe start with series two. That was really good. Uh, Series four was a miss. The latest series is meant to be pretty good,
0: though. All right, Tony, listen, you've sold it, uh, to me and what about snow hearing- chicken?
1: But- see if he- jump, no, do it for <laughs> me right now. Jump on, uh, there Postmates is- I'm going to tell you, you something right now. There is there's literally,
0: there is literally a Korean fried chicken place very close to my house. I've been there before. I've only been there once, uh, and you're correct. My biggest concern there is like, can I just get like half a dozen wings or a dozen wings? No, huh. everything's sold just in buckets. And it's like $30. And I'm like, I don't need this much chicken. I'm just one man. Uh, I don't remember seeing snow chicken, but I'm going to go back and check. Yeah. Uh, and f- hold on. I'm going to put in snow chicken Las Vegas and see if it comes up. Yeah, do that.
1: Because it takes it- me to
0: UGIS because I'm getting out of here.
1: <laughs> no, you're not. You get- you're going straight in that check- side it out i'll check it
0: out <laughs> because no chicken i think it would be um oh.
1: really um nice sort of payback to just one night when you have to look after the family when she's having a, a night out with her friends just destroying the place with like korean snow chicken all over the bench well
0: here it is barbecue chicken las vegas uh it's uh Came up. Let me just take a look at this fucking menu. If they if they have snow chicken on this menu, then I will order it. Not not tonight. No, no, I'm Maybe. not expecting it tonight. Not Either tonight. tonight but... Gangnam style. Oh, they got a Gangnam style chicken oh. Oh, that actually looks good. Now I'm fucking involved in this, <laughs> honey. Garlics, boy. Garlic. Come on. Come on. Show then. me what I want, there. <laughs> um. I don't care about your favourites. What's, what's on the full menu? I'll go to a different one. Mm. Let's see if there's a menu. They're probably not near you. will be... Okay, here we go. Secret sauce, galbi, soy garlic, hot and spicy. Cheeseling. I bet you that's it. That's probably bet it. That's this cheese... Cheeseling. Dusted with yeah. a rich medley of sweet cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Grab extra napkins. That's what it's saying. Um... <laughs> There's another one, Zhongroi. Cheeseling?
1: Hey, I don't know what it is. That's I was trying to, to describe it to you, but uh, there's another one. I don't know whether it's near you because it's on Spring Mountain Road. Uh, definitely has yeah. no chicken.
0: That's Zhongroi. Um, so they got a, the pickled radish. Gotta have the pickle Cheeseling radish. fries. Now, that I can get on board with. This place has cheeseling fries. That For some, some reason, delicious. putting it putting it on fries... Makes total sense to me. You put that same topping on chicken, and I'm real concerned. Really? Um, I don't know what. Listen, I'm not saying that it's rational. I'm a guy <laughs> who saves plastic bags, but uh, and and Wally Backman uh, tops eighty-eight cards. But that's uh, I'm even looking at this, and it is odd looking.
1: Oh, I, I didn't say it wasn't odd looking, but it's fucking delicious. You asked mm. what my favorite flavor was. That hand on my Here heart is my go-to order. It is fucking morning. Right.
0: Okay, well, there's a good chance that I will have an update for you about cheesling, uh, aka snow chicken, before uh, before the day is through. Uh, not day is through, but <laughs> <laughs> before this podcast uh, is over for the the series. Is there anything? Uh, all right, else? listen.
1: Just before you go, is there anything that you order anywhere that is hard to explain to people but is just fucking delicious? Like, is there anywhere that you, like, because you go deep, deep into Cuban food, you go deep into Italian food, that people just, like, can't get their head around, that isn't gross but just is hard to, like, explain to people because of the way it,
0: no, not really. I will say there was one item that uh, that we picked up. I think maybe from Trader Joe's or from Costco, and uh, it it seemed real weird. We ended up getting it, and it was delicious. And it was it's it's a corn dog. Okay, but the corn dog is uh, it's a hot dog inside of a hollowed out pickle. So they hollow out a fucking pickle. Ooh, they jam a cor- they jam a hot dog into it. Then they deep, they batter it and deep fry it. And uh, I got to tell you, it was actually pretty fucking good.
1: That sounds delicious. That reminds me of the Johnny Forex porn that he was into. What was that?
0: The DV? DVDA, sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that
0: was his specialty. That's the DVDA of corn dogs. A lot of stuff jammed into other stuff. Uh, all right, listen. That's clearly where we need to end this episode, everybody. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your patience. While we took uh, the last couple of weeks off, we will be back next week checking in with Mophobes. He's, what, uh, he's been up to this last month. Lord only knows. Speaking of DVDA, maybe. Probably not, but maybe. DVDA the musical. <laughs> Nobody I else can sing my jazz hands. I think we. I think maybe we found <laughs> something finally that the TAI community would invest in. Um, all right, uh, that's it, everybody. We will. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a wonderful time. Bye. Hold on. Oh wait, what's in here? If this is Snow Chicken, I'm going to lose it. My my daughters just brought me, and my wife just brought Say me.
1: Hi, Tony. Hi. Hi.
0: this is the Malika household. What have you? What's been? in here? A McCafe apple pie! Wow! This night just got so much better. (laughs) Thank you, darlings. Love you. Thank you. I'm going to be done here in a moment. All right, well, listen. By the
1: way, the Koreans do a cheese apple pie. Like stuffed apple pie in their McDonald's sounds amazing. Love me some Korean. I'm gonna food.
0: go. I'm <laughs> gonna go sprinkle some uh, some Kraft uh, mac and cheese powder on this so I can truly enjoy it. And no, I tell you what else, to go with, Yeah,
1: the green yeah. can of palm, parmesan cheese. Just sprinkle that on your apple <laughs> pie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, this uh, this show's this show's got to end. All right, uh, we'll talk to you next week, everybody. Yeah, Goodbye.
1: Gotta let you go. You've got an apple pie to fuck. With your mouth